Hello, this is Gradcast, the official radio show and podcast of the Society of Graduate Students here from Western University. We are here to bring Western's research to you guys. My name is Nav. And I'm Susan. And behind the computer, as it were, is Ariel. Hey, Ariel. Ariel <laughs> says hi to you guys. This time. <laughs> well, so, I'm actually really excited about today's show, Susan, because we have an an unusual guest, not just as a person, <laughs> but also as a researcher. Would you do the honors of introducing him to us? Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, I hear this is someone from your neck of the woods, as it were, in, uh, who's into the modeling and mathematics stuff. But this is David Reyes Figueroa. Hi. Hi. And um, you're a visiting graduate student, yeah. which is pretty exciting. Welcome to Western, even though I hear you've been here since August. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it has been a very warm welcoming. I mean, since I arrived, it has been a, a pleasure to be here. Oh, wonderful. Well, it's it's really great to talk to you because um, a lot of people who uh, are here as graduate students are aware that they're visiting graduate students. So you hear about, you know, visiting researchers coming back and forth, you know, someone who's a professor at another university has come to learn something or to teach something at another university. They swip, swap around, and that's what I love about academics. There's a lot of exchanging of ideas. But that happens at, to, at the grad student level, too. So you're coming from, let me get this straight, um, the Center of Research and Advanced Studies of the National Polytechnic Institute, the Monterey Unit. Exactly. And that's in Mexico. Yeah, northeast of Mexico. In the northeast of yeah. Mexico. And you've come here to work with uh, the your, I guess, your Western supervisor, Miku Kartunin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And how did that happen? How did you get to be working with? Well, uh, Professor Cartunens uh, has a lot of collaborators around the world. Mm-hmm. So he actually just came back here to Western. He was working somewhere else. I mean, he used to work here, but mm-hmm. then he moved and now he's returning. So he sent an email to his collaborators that he was looking for students, like PhD students and master students. And then a friend of my Mexican supervisors uh, saw that and sent the email to my supervisor and then we were like uh, interested in that because I have seen him, I mean his name in a lot of papers I have read. So he's famous to you yeah. in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually one of the, the work, I mean the thing I did in my master the first paper in that field was from him. So oh, it wow. was kind of like, oh wow. So he started so a he whole field. Like a pioneer of yeah. that field. Yeah. And I mean something else like as a grad student, you know that at some point you need to find um, a postdoc, right? Yes. So <laughs> in my procrastination <laughs> time, on us. I I used to look for websites to mm-hmm. look like that they, they post postdocs. So one of the websites I actually have was also from him. Oh, okay. Yeah, so right. it was like a signal, you know, yeah. like <laughs> that first paper is from here. Also, uh, I used to check that website that is also from here. So it's almost like th- everything has been guiding you towards yeah. this area. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So what is it like to be working in his field, in his lab? Well, to be honest, it has been amazing. So back in Mexico, I liked one specific brand of computers, which is called Alienware. Alienware. Okay. So I remember in Mexico, my laptop is Alienware. And I used to say to my partners, like, if I become a professor... I will give all my students a li- an Alienware, and they laugh at me. Then I came, uh, and also I like coffee. 
So <laughs> I, I, I love espressos. So okay. like the best and easiest machine is Nespresso. Right. So then I came here and Professor Cartunes gave all of us an Alienware and an espresso machine to the lab. No way. So it was wow. like, come on, am you I in heaven? <laughs> you are That's meant to be here. My yeah, goodness. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy <laughs> to be honest. So you use you use your Alienware computer a lot for your research. Yeah. Could you could you tell us what is what is it you use your computer for and what is your research about? Well, <laughs> my computer mm-hmm. is uh, I personally use it for gaming. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> well, my personal laptop. Oh, I also bring my laptop. Can we edit so. that out for <laughs> the supervisors? Might be listening. <laughs> no, 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 that's my laptop. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong, right? So, um, well, the reason you may use an, an, an Alienware, which is basically a gaming machine, is because they have uh, the most powerful CPUs and also the most powerful GPUs. Um, Sorry, what I'm I, GPUs, graphics, graphics oh, processor so you units. Can, so it means it's faster? It means that, uh, for example, for a video game, you actually need to process all the graphics mm-hmm. that are on the screen, right? Yeah. And in order to do that, they use the GPUs, which uh, can parallelize. I mean, they kind of... Um, so it's really good at splitting up the task into smaller yeah. tasks and then... Actually, every single pixel is got kind of... Uh, process independently on the oh GPU. Oh my goodness. And, right. and, the computer, the g- like and computer games now are so detailed and involved. That's a lot uh, of... Yes. I know that. Well, oh, come that's on. Sorry. another I, story. I, yeah. I, I grew I mean, up I with Super Mario Brothers. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, of course, but <laughs> I'm a purist in gaming. So, oh, okay. so for me... strongly about Yeah, this. for example, well, back on my days on under, mm-hmm. as an undergrad, I used to spend a lot of money on computers, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, one of my ex-girlfriends used to be jealous about it. <laughs> <laughs> All my money was for that, you know? Well, the diamonds are forever, but <laughs> computer games. Yeah, and back on this is you have to actually change the computer like almost every year or mm. two years. And right now, because of consoles, you know, PlayStation and Xbox, mm-hmm. they got it stuck. So graphics are not advancing as much as back on all those old days okay. when we didn't care that much about uh, consoles. Okay. So... Yeah, right now you can look for a video game 2018 compared with a 2017. And there is not much big difference. Because they're working on the same kind of computer. Yeah, because they have to work for a console, like, you know, Xbox One, right? So it has been released, like, I don't know how many years, and it's going to be more years. So they have to keep working on that platform. I, right. I'm, I'm going to say I am very far from gaming <laughs> on anything, but I'm still understanding what you're, what you're oh, saying. Okay. That's good. Thing. So, <laughs> but here on your work computer, you do something <laughs> called computational chemistry. Yeah. And, um, well, for one thing is, wh- what are you looking at? Okay. Well, basically, what we do is molecular dynamic simulations, and we are looking at atoms. So you're looking at molecular dynamic simulations? Yeah. Okay, and so that's looking at, like, what 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 kind of molecular dynamics? Okay, let's talk about the name itself, right? Okay. Simulations, it's straightforward, right? I think everybody will understand, Mm -hmm. right? So, dynamics is because we are talking about uh, evolution on time, right? So if you move a ball, the ball is moving, right? Okay. So you can take a watch and see how how does the position change in time, right? So, so that's things moving around. Oh, in yeah. If, if I can remember, yeah. there's something, there's dynamic and there's static. So static exactly. means static staying is, in, everything's yeah. the same. And dynamic means things change. They're moving, exactly. Okay, okay. Some cool. level. So the last word is molecular, right? Mm. So 
you are working on molecules, particularly with biomolecules, like uh, lipids, which is like fat, mm -hmm. uh, proteins, uh, sugar. So those molecules are actually atoms, which are together, right? Okay, yeah. So what we're doing is to see the evolution on time of those atoms, which are together on time. Huh. Like how do they evolve? How do they react uh, with some uh, perturbation or, or some other uh, entity there? So you have like a cluster of atoms and they are moving around in some medium. medium. Yeah, exactly. And and they're all like interacting with each other, pushing and pulling each other. Exactly, exactly. So they are playing around, dancing, right. and they have a big <laughs> party. Right. So Just like here, you know. Well, so <laughs> for the listeners out there, we are actually having a party. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're moving around <laughs> like lipids. Um, so I can imagine I that being a bit problematic because from what I know about atoms is they're quite small. Like, is that this where the simulation part comes in? Yeah, actually, they are too small, right? You cannot, well, you cannot take like a bunch of atoms and put it in a specific order as you want. There is a uh, experimental difficulties in that sense. Yeah, and it's, it's hard to manipulate. Yeah, and at some point, entities, almost yeah. impossible. Okay. Yeah, and also, so with computers, you can actually move them wherever you want, and uh, make them feel whatever you want, mm -hmm. and on some like temperatures, sad or happy. like. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but so in a way, it's it's just like. Um, well, they cannot feel love, so. Oh. Yeah, so okay. I, I thought love was just a bunch of hormones <laughs> and emotions. <laughs> That's a molecule, you're right. Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's totally philosophical yeah. if we can go there. Like, is love the experience of that hormone or, or is it the <laughs> hormone itself? But um, I'm, I'm just coming to mind something like a, like a, almost like a video game where you have, like, you can kind of... The Sims, yeah. Like the yeah, Sims the Sims. Where you can actually, like, feed people and then they go to work <laughs> and they're actually having a little own universe inside the computer that's that's obeying their own laws of physics and their own laws of um interactions and and now you can observe this uh, this new universe from a from a third person like a god's like like <laughs> god's eye perspective <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I think I blew okay, up yeah, I think I, <laughs> yeah, We're well, not playing to be God here, but... Let's, let's <laughs> ask David what he thinks about this. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really like your, your per perspective about it. Yeah. The God-like perspective. <laughs> yeah. Well, not that much God, right? But yeah, you have the control, right? And it's kind right. of a computational microscope here. Okay. In the sense that you can uh, set everything you want and also measure everything you want. Mm. Like the distance with its atoms... Uh, how much? How much does that move from here to there, okay, or what okay. is um, well those kind of stuff, right? And I like your idea of the Sims because at some level you can actually uh, modify the interactions. Let's say you have some kind of molecule, mm -hmm. um, let's say molecule A and molecule B, and you can say like, oh, I want them to be more friends, and you can <laughs> increase interaction between them so they kind of attract each other, and you're okay. actually looking for how much do they fight together or do they play together, mm -hmm. right? And then oh. you put a third one and let's say, oh, I want these to fight with these and then they can start mm, playing around, you know? Okay. For example, you actually can think about, uh, so lipids in water, right? Mm -hmm. Fat and water. We all know that if you put like fat in water, then they will kind of uh, make a cluster, right, of, of fat. Right. So you can think like the fat is actually hydrophobic, 
which is like it's, it's afraid of water. Right. Hmm. Yes, right? it floats, uh, it floats exactly. on the water. So they don't the want water. to be next to the water. Right. So you can think like a, in a Sims model mm -hmm. that they don't like each other, right? Right. So, nice. and you can put some levels of, of interaction, like some level of how much do I like you? How much do I hate you? Right. Okay. And in some sense, then you can model a lot mm -hmm. of interactions, right? So, so uh, what I'm just thinking about, again, the Sims analogy, you have, it's kind of the Sims program that tells you that um, the person that you're controlling needs to go to the bathroom <laughs> for instance <laughs> like there's something in the background that that tells you how things will interact when you put them together so um is that sort of more what y you do or like uh yeah what those interactions that you're saying are uh, uh kind of um how do they interact with atoms itself mm -hmm. like how does atom uh, a interact with atom b atom b mm -hmm. So those things right now, now there are people that are, they are doing that for specific molecules. Okay. But for example, for the molecules that work, that has been already done. Like for lipids, they have already uh, specified how are those interactions between themselves and between water. So for example, with um, some ions, it also has been explained. Like how is this interaction? And okay. those kind of rules are the ones who are in the background. Okay, so right. there there are rules that someone through observation or whatever turn it into a, a computer program, as it were, and you can then I don't want to say manipulate it, but you can force different scenarios on it, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we can think about chess. You know chess, right? Yes. So there is I a set like of <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a <laughs> I, I know a, it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, a board game, right? Yes. <laughs> so there is a set of uh, rules mm -hmm. which are basic rules in some sense. You have one, two, three, like eight to not ten basic rules. Mm -hmm. And with those ten basic rules, you can create uh, one of the championships tournaments, right? Mm -hmm. And you will never expect that. So you can, you can come from a basic set of rules, and the output can be something super complex. And I guess every game will be, almost every game is so different. Like, there's so many things that could come out of just those rules, right? Yeah, of, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, actually, for example, of chess, it has been said, I mean, at least like 20 years ago, 15 years ago, I, I remember I, I hear that uh, there has not been played the same match. In ah. I don't believe that, that I, I was thinking. I don't believe that. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the concept is, is like Maybe that. in like the grand tournament. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so there are some rules that govern how these atoms and molecules work. Exactly. And now, what in specific are you looking at in in terms of these uh, atoms and molecules? Like, what are the atoms and molecules you're working with, and what do you like? Yeah, exactly. What's your research about now? <laughs> okay, so so far we have talked about atoms interacting with each other, right? In reality, we have a lot of atoms. So it is actually not possible to simulate something close to reality, mm. right. Right? right? So from that perspective, we need to find tools mm -hmm. to make it easier for us to simulate stuff. So one of the models that it has been w a lot used, which actually I think is the most used, is called the Martini coarse grain model, which basically it takes like four atoms and make mm -hmm. it like one big sphere. So... I'm just going to repeat that, the martini 
course grain model. Yeah, martini I'm just like say, the alcoholic drink. I'm really drink. thirsty yeah. right now. Yes. Yeah, could have been the Caesar course grain model. If it was invented in Canada, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the reason they choose that name is because as the alcoholic drink is a very versatile drink, right? So that model can be also be applied to lipids, uh, DNA, to water, to oh, proteins. It's mm. Quite universal. Yeah. Oh, well. well oh, okay. Maybe uh, yeah. Actually, I. I mean, I'm afraid of making a mistake here, right? But so far, yeah, it can be universal. Let's see. Well, compared okay. to say a model that only works on one thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for molecules, in particularly. I mean, you have just a set of atoms, right? We're all just a set of atoms, so aren't we? <laughs> yeah. In that yeah. sense, yeah, we can say it's universal. So and, this and model, so this model, it called the Martini model. You can, you can have like any number of atoms and molecules, and all these atoms and molecules can be of different sizes, different shapes, and they can be pulling and pushing each other at different forces. You can, s you have like all these. Um, I want to say knobs and parameters you can keep turning and setting them into different values and actually they keep the model sim simpler in the oh, sense that okay. uh, for example those four m atoms they goes into one big atom but that big atom is always the same size so what right. is changing are the interactions between those okay those okay. atoms right so sorry can you go back to the, that you say four atoms become one yeah it's like um Okay, how can I say that? <laughs> yeah, imagine uh, your face, for example. Mm. You have two eyes, the, no the nose, the mouth, right? Mm -hmm. And your ears. Mm -hmm. Instead of putting everything, I can just model your, your face with just one big ball, right? Ah, and well I'm like absorbing uh, everything. See, now we're going back to the computer games I know. Mm. So we're talking like 8-bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so instead of like... Many features. I'm just a blockhead. Yes, you just <laughs> averaged out into. You don't need all those details. Okay. Can deal with all that. Yeah, basically. So, so it's, it's like, like a like really bad digital camera. Yeah. I'm actually thinking about Pac-Man, like oh, you yeah. know, like this this ball, which is yeah. you can think like four pixels around. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah, basically that model uh, it is the most used right now. Uh, well, the reason I came here is to work with those kind of models because back in Mexico we are looking to study lipid draft. Lipid draft is like, um, well, uh, lipids which interact with each other and make some, as the name says, raft. And those rafts are believed to be like the structure for proteins. Like oh, okay. So yeah. yes, I'm in biology, so I've heard something like this, but it's so it's when things are attracted to each other on a sea of things that they are opposed to. So they kind of float around on their own, right? Yeah, and can well, they kind of cluster together. Yeah. And they kind of make it like a structure to Like a raft, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah exactly, a raft, exactly. Yeah. So we were looking to work with that and, and aesthetics. So then we are, we came here and we start working with that. But, you know, as a researcher, you have to prove your, your tool, right? We were first looking for the tool, like analyzing everything, if everything is working fine. And then we start to find some, I will say, problems about it. And then we start digging out, like, what, what are those problems? Why do we have that uh, result, which is not expecting, expected? Sorry. So you, you is this with uh, the martini exactly. that you're talking about? So you, you came to Canada for a martini, and yeah. you find, <laughs> out <that laughs> find out that the martini isn't working how you expected as it to. As we expected. Yeah. Exactly, right. basically. Mm. Yeah, we, we are finding that 
under specific condition is not expect is not behaving the way we we expect. Now, is this is this a relatively new model? This martini thing, or has it been around for decades? Or? Well, yeah, it has been like one decade, something like that. Okay, so yeah. it has been used a lot. Yeah, before. actually, a lot. Okay. Yeah, I mean, as a coarse grain model, it is the most used, okay. and people use it even for molecular for full atom, full atom simulations. Sometimes they use Martini just to equilibrate the systems, which is like um, to make a good start, pointing mm. of a start, good mm -hmm. starting point, sorry. But to make a good starting point, yeah, they exactly. use this. So it's expected to be kind of the gold standard. Yeah, so far it is, actually. Okay. So why do you think no one found out this issue about the Martini? Actually, it's funny that you're saying that uh, this year in February, they published something similar to what I'm doing. And it was awful that I was like oh come on they they found that before me I mean right. I yeah. have already the found it right every that student. Happens yeah the but they it's fun that I I have found more things there that they didn't report okay. which okay. maybe even bigger than oh. that finding mm. so yeah I mean that's that, that can be yeah. a good question <laughs> yes. it's like although they the, the my esteemed colleagues discovered these issues how about these more important exactly issues? Yes. yeah I mean, I was not expecting that, so to be honest. So this is interesting because um, we sometimes talk about how graduate work doesn't go as expected. You come in with, this is how it's going to go. I have my four years mapped out and then... Guns blazing. For, yeah, you're, you're, you're ready to go at it. Out. And, you know, first let's just make sure this is doing what it's supposed to do. And then it changes your path, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I will not say like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. Yeah, it changes the, the path, but also at some point I really like it in the sense that I really have to dig in the model, you mm. know. So when I was in Mexico working with that, I was not that deep in, in the knowledge of, of what I was doing. And here because then we, we start finding things, then I was like, oh, what's happening? And I have to read here, read there, and understand what they were, what they were doing, mm -hmm. right? So in that sense, I will say that uh, perhaps I'm not as far as I would like, but I have moral knowledge about mm -hmm. what I'm doing. Okay. So in that sense, I, I really appreciate that. Well, that's wonderful. So yeah. do you know what your next step is? Or what are you doing now with it? Well, okay. Right now, we are testing some specific parameters. But right now, we are actually, well, we work with Gromax. Gromax is a free software for molecular dynamic simulations. And we are guessing that it may be a problem of, of, Gromax, of Gromax itself. So we're, right now we are uh, trying to move and make uh, some simulation on LAMPS. Okay, which so is another... Yeah, another molecular dynamic simulation package. Okay, yeah. okay. So, you, you, so that you can, by choice of elimination, by exactly. process of elimination, you exactly. can figure True. out whether it's the Gromax or yeah, whether or it's the model itself. Exactly. That's so cool. we are That's in cool. that uh, kind of um, path. But also, I mean, we are going to start right now to work with uh, more real models mm -hmm. because, yeah, we have found some scenarios when the model is not working. Mm -hmm. But we also found more uh, scenarios when it is working. Okay. So we're so going to use those ones to uh, mo start modeling some real systems. Well, thank you so much uh, for telling us about this. It's interesting to see how, you know, the scientists can see things that aren't visible. 
and uh, I and you mentioned how it's applicable to a lot of different things like and uh, like DNA and you were talking about um, anesthetics so this yeah. is this actually has something to do with how um, the medical world can work yeah I mean what you're saying it makes sense uh, for example anesthetics <laughs> is something which we already don't know exactly how it works mm-hmm. so Molecular dynamic simulation can give us insights about how those molecules interact with uh, the membrane itself. Wonderful. Right? Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it is a powerful tool which is giving us information about how do they interact at the molecular level. Wonderful. And maybe one day when video games get really realistic, <laughs> we, can be mo- we can be simulating like real atoms and molecules. That's not possible, but uh, that's a good dream. Damn, <laughs> damn. Well, well, thank you, David Reyes Figueroa, for joining us. Uh, it's been Gradcast. This is Susan, and with me is Nav. Well, it's always a pleasure to be here, Susan. <laughs> and behind the computer and with a big set of earphones on is Ariel, our chair and producer tonight. And I just want to thank everyone for joining us here at GradCast. Uh, you can catch us um, Tuesdays, 6 p.m. on CHRW Radio Western, or uh, catch us online at gradcast.ca. That's our website where we have all of our shows. Or just find us where you find podcasts, you know, iTunes, Google Play, all those places. Um, we are a production of Society of Graduate Students. And if you're a Western student and want to be on our show, or if you're a listener and want to tell us what you think, or if you want to be part of this committee, it's a lot of fun. Uh, please email us at gradcastradio at gmail.com. And I just want to also say if anyone's interested in uh, hearing more about your supervisor's work, um, I hear he has a Twitter. Uh, do you mind if I say it out on yeah, on please. air? It's at softsimu underscore info. That's, and that will be in the... Uh, in the summary for the episode. Uh, I have to ask you for a picture. We are going to add it to Twitter. So <laughs> Perfect. Oh, <laughs> That'd be <sure>. great. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, David. It was really thank interesting. Thank you for inviting me and the beer. <laughs> well, this was one hell, hell of a show, man. The Gradcast theme tune has been composed for us by Matthew Becker.